the mystery of water and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So water and the Holy Spirit. Water and the Holy Spirit. Now, can we all open to the book of Romans chapter 6, the verse 3 to 4? Romans chapter 6, the verse 3 to 4. As I said, we are going to be reading together. So uh, if there is any question, probably we might think questions and answers uh, at the end of this, of this, this section. So uh, if you have any questions, just jot it down just in case you have the question and answer session. All right. So Romans chapter 6, the verse 3 to 4. Are we all there? Oh, are we all there? Come, let's read. One, two, let's go. Louder, louder. One, two, let's go. Amen. 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 It, it looks as though you don't know what to uh, lift up a voice in reading the scriptures. But this particular scripture says that know ye not, ye not that ye be baptized in Christ through the Holy Spirit. Can you read it for me, Minister Sandra? Romans 6 3, verse 4. So are you ignorant that ye all that you being baptized have been baptized in what? Have been baptized in what? Okay, uh, move on. And then you have been baptized into his death. Uh huh. You were buried therefore with him by the baptism into his death. Uh huh. Alright, so first of all, you must understand that, that we being baptized into what? Into what? Into what? But we have not been baptized into water. Neither have we been baptized with water, but we've been baptized into Christ Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Are you here? So, uh, what most of you know is the baptism of water. Uh, there are two kinds of baptism all right there is the baptism into christ jesus and there is the baptism uh, of water all right and um, others might break it down to three and they might call it the baptism of the holy spirit they might call it the baptism of fire and again they might say the baptism of water but there are actually two main ones all right baptism into christ jesus through the holy spirit and fire and then the baptism of water now, what I want you to understand is that the baptism of water has nothing to do with your salvation. Alright? If you are being baptized with water, if, if, if you belong to a particular uh, denomination and, and, and you were sent somewhere or maybe I sent you somewhere to go baptize you in the river or in a pool, uh, that doesn't guarantee your salvation. So, baptism, being baptized of water, doesn't guarantee your salvation. It has nothing to do with your salvation. Baptism of water is an outward expression of the inward experience. Are you with me? So it is what you have experienced inside you that is being expressed outside through water. So the baptism of water is for man, not for God. It's for man to see that you have performed a spiritual or a religious activity. But it has nothing in quotes in a way to do with God and your salvation. I you with me? In other words, the, 
if you have been baptized, doesn't mean you are going to make it to heaven. Are you here? Are you here? Yes. All right. Because the book of Romans chapter 10, the verse 9 to 10, equally makes us understand that the way of salvation, what really we can say salvation is, is when a man um, confesses or believes with his heart unto righteousness and confesses with his heart unto the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ came to die for us and he resurrected and ascended on the cross for our sake, you believe in your heart and then you confess it, that is when salvation comes in. Are you here? So you are being saved because you believe in Christ Jesus, his death, his burial, his resurrection and ascension. Are you here? Most of the people uh, tend to take away the ascension, but ascension is very vital. So that is what we can say then that you are being saved. But the fact that you have been baptized is not a, a, a license to salvation. Because as a matter of fact, if uh, being baptized with water is a license to your salvation or is a guarantee for your salvation, then I would then say that the thief on the cross with Jesus Christ, on the day when Jesus Christ was being crucified, and the thief told him that if they go to paradise or if they go to thy father, take me along with thee. And Jesus then told him that then if I go to paradise, I will go with thee. Are you here? Then that team on the cross then should have been baptized. Do you agree? If baptism is a criteria or is an essence of our salvation, then the 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 the, the team on the cross should have also been baptized by Jesus or by any man of God before making it to heaven. Are you with me? Or do you agree with me? But if then why can this guy make it to paradise without even getting baptized? You see, I'm not debunking baptism of water. Baptism of water is important but not essential. The other day I was teaching about importance and essentials. There are things that are important yet they are not essential. Are you with me? So being baptized, please be with me. Being baptized is not bad, but what are you then being baptized of? Are you being baptized into Christ through the Holy Spirit or are you being baptized of water? And equally, you can equally have a uh, a baptismal certificate which i have said before that you can equally have a baptismal certificate and still end up in hell because the baptismal certificate is not for god but it's for you as a man to know at least you've done something to fulfill all righteousness but so being baptized of water has nothing at all to do with your salvation and what am i saying is the book of matthew chapter 3 verse 11 can we read it matthew 3 11. John the Baptist said something very remarkable in Matthew 3 11, whereby he said that uh, Jesus Christ, he is the one that cometh, and the one that cometh is higher than he, and whom that he is not worthy to be able to uh, even untie his lace. And uh, please read it for me. Matthew 3 11. Matthew 3 11. Uh huh. I indeed baptize you in with water because uh -huh. of repentance. Uh huh. That is because of your changing. So, so John the Baptist said, that I indeed baptize thee with water unto repentance. He didn't say, I indeed baptize you with water for repentance. He says that I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. Okay, go on. Because but listen to this very carefully what he's about to say from here. Uh -huh. Because of you changing your mind for the better, uh -huh. heartily mending your ways uh -huh. with abhorrence of your past sins but he but he who is coming after now, me now hear this very carefully sir but i indeed baptize with 
water for you unto repentance. But he who cometh is what? Mightier than he high. is mightier, and other scripture says he is higher than I. Uh huh. But what will Jesus Christ do? He who comes, whose sandals I am not worthy. Again, he goes ahead to say, he, This man is not only mightier or higher than I am, but I am not equally worthy to even hold his lace or untie his lace. Yet, John the Baptist is older than Jesus Christ, about six months. He's older, yet, he's not worthy to untie his, his lace. Okay, move on. I am not worthy of take off or carry. Uh -huh. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. But he time. will uh, baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So there is the baptism in Christ Jesus. And there is the baptism with the Holy Spirit. So we can only be baptized in Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and fire. Are you here? But what I want you to really take note here is that John the Baptist said that I indeed baptize you with what water. Okay, so the first baptism is with what? Okay. But he said that and he that cometh is higher and mightier than I. Alright. So if he that is coming is mightier higher than I, baptize you with what? The Holy Spirit. And what? Fire, right? So he said that he that comes is mightier and higher than I. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. What I want you to get here is that there is a man that came. Alright. He has his level and his assignment that he was told to come and do on earth. And this assignment was to baptize men unto repentance with water. And yet another man came who is quite higher than this man that did baptism with water. And that man who did the baptism with water acknowledged that this man that is coming is higher than me. And he is coming to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So which one will you choose? Will you choose the water or you will choose the Holy Spirit and fire? But understand, this, this one being baptized, being baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire doesn't destroy the work of the water. Jesus Christ did not come to destroy the work of John the Baptist. He came to build on it. This is what we have to understand. I am in no way against water baptism. But what I, what I want you to understand is that there is a higher baptism. So if there is, if there is going to be any focus for you, it shouldn't be a focus of being baptized with water, but it should be a focus of being baptized into the Holy Spirit. Are you here? Oh, are you here? Yes. Now, God again gave us the Great Commission. And the Great Commission can be found in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 19. Can we read it, please? And then you want us to because people say, and then he, wants, he sent us into the world to preach the gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But people mistake it and say that he told us to baptize the people with water. So then after they have been born again, they told you to go to baptismal class. Some of you have been to baptism our class, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bring it, please. 8, 28, verse 18 to 19. Matthew 8, verse 18. Uh-huh. Jesus approached and breaking the silence said to them. This is the great commission he's given unto them that he's going to leave and that this is what they're supposed to do as disciples. Okay. All authorities in heaven and on earth uh -huh. has been given to me. Uh-huh. 
Go then and make disciples of all the nations. Uh-huh. Listen carefully, all right? Make disciples of all nations and what? Baptizing them with into the name of the Father. Baptizing them into what? The name of the Father. Oh, baptizing them into what? So he says name. Did he say water? Did Jesus Christ instruct them to baptize the people, the disciples, the flocks into water or to baptize them into the name? Into what? Into what? The name of the Father and what? The Son? Okay. Now, now get this. Get this. The word baptism, alright, came from the Greek word uh, baptizo. Okay, baptism. You can go check it out. And the word name also came from the Greek word uh, onoma. Alright, the word baptizo simply means to be immersed, to be submerged, and also to be overwhelmed. To to immerse, to submerge, and to overwhelm. That's the the meaning of uh, baptism. Baptism has nothing to do with to sprinkle. So it is wrong for you to baptize someone with water through sprinkling. And to again baptize someone at their infancy where they don't even know the difference between good and evil in a way is wrong. Because the real meaning of baptism is to submerge, to immerse the person into the water and bring them out. It's like burial. You don't bury the person halfway. You don't only bury from the waist down. No, you bury whole body, right? So that's to submerge everything, but not some. So you can't sprinkle water on a baby and say the baby is being baptized. It's, it's a crime. It's, a, it's quite uh, a religious act, but a wrong act when it, when it comes to spirituality. Because even this kid has not even know good from bad. And the, the kid is supposed to decide for him or himself that he's going to be a Christian or not be a Christian. Again, the. Uh, the salvation of the parents can equally account for the kid at a particular time. But still, however, if baptism means to immerse, to submerge, and to overwhelm, and the name, so then baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the name which is Onoma, Onoma simply means to baptize them in the ranking, the authority, and the character. Onoma in Greek right. simply means rank, authority, and character. So, let's read that scripture again. When, when you get to the baptize, let me let me mention. All right, move on. Uh huh. Uh huh. So it means that if he says baptizing them, it means that go therefore to all the nations and immerse them, submerge them and overwhelm them in the rank, in the authority and in the character of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Are you here? This is what Jesus Christ was telling them about the Great Commission. He said that if you are going to going out there to preach the gospel to every creature and you are going to baptize them, baptize them in, immerse them, submerge them, let them be overwhelmed, let them get lost in the rank the authority and the character of the Father, the Son, and the Lord. And this is the duty of the man of God to us as believers. That the man of God has been sent to us to submerge us, to overwhelm us, and to immerse us into the ranking of God, into the 
authority of God and into the character of God. Unto perfection. So when a man is equally able to walk in the rank, the authority and the character of God, he gets to a point of perfection. And that is the point of the man of God. And not to be baptizing you with water. For those of you who thought that he said, go in there for preach the gospel to every creature and then baptize them and them. So that means that other person is being born again, he must be baptized of water. No, that's not what he said. No, 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 no. Okay, you might bring up the book of John chapter 3, verse 1. Let's read it and I'll explain it to you. So people might say, okay, if you are saying that we shouldn't probably do the water baptism, then why is John chapter 3, verse 5 saying this? Jesus answered, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, unless a man be born, unless a man is born of what? Water. And, and he being the spirit, uh-huh. he cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. Okay. Unless a man is born of what? And what? He cannot do what? But again, he said that ah, if you don't do water baptism, you can still go to heaven. So why then is the scripture saying that if you're not being baptized of water and of the spirit, you will not enter the kingdom of God? Why? And again, why did the thief go without being baptized with water? Okay, one of the points I want you to look at, when a woman is pregnant and is about to give birth, what do we say? Before the, top, the, the, the woman gives birth, what do we say? What? The water is what? Okay, so the kid is in the kid is being submerged in a cloth of water which is a fluid all right my goodness so that that baby is being submerged in the womb of the parent in water in the womb there is a line in there is a cloth i'm going to send to the door while i try to explain to you <laughs> so there is a cloth that the baby is in the womb all right, that protects the kid, and the kid finds um, um, how they call it nutrient and what have you in there. The life of the kid is in there, so you must be born of what and what. So when the water breaks and the kid is coming, where is he coming out from? Where is he coming out from? <laughs> where was he before the water broke? The water broke for the kid to be able to come out. All right, so he was overwhelmed with water. So was the kid born of water? Oh, you guys, <laughs> you again want to think about baptism with water that you go to pool and baptize you. Yet the kid is in water. I don't know. You didn't do biology. <laughs> so again, this kid has been born of water from the mother's womb. The kid is already baptized in the mother's womb with water. And then when the kid comes out, the kid has to fulfill another righteousness which has to do with it, the Holy Spirit. So there are two forms. One meets one. Here. Oh, you see, you might argue theologically that he was talking about being baptized of water. And then, but again, man is already being baptized and much overwhelmed with water in the mother's womb before they were born. So he said he might be born again first with what? Water. So you might you, you must be born what first with what? And what? Can you please read it again? Read it again. I want just to get something here. Read it carefully. Alright. 
I am sure you most uh -huh. solemnly uh -huh. that unless a person be born again, uh -huh. he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So unless a person is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Uh -huh. What is born of the flesh is flesh. Uh -huh. And of the physical is physical. So what is born of flesh is flesh. And what is physical is uh, physical. And what is spirit is spirit. And what is born of spirit is spirit. So the king is being born of water and that is flesh. And after you as a king being born of water being flesh, there is another aspect that must be fulfilled, which is the spirit aspect, which must be fulfilled by the Holy Spirit. So you are born of water and you are born of spirit. And you as a human being, I said the other day that you are made up of 71% of water. And that is one of the reasons why the Holy Spirit is attracted to you. I will explain. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he says that he that cometh is higher than I, and your focus must be to be born of the, the Holy Spirit, to be baptized of the Holy Spirit and with fire. So to be baptized of water is important, but it's not as important as the Holy Spirit and fire. Are you here? Are you here? So you you, you must be more concerned about being born of the Holy Spirit. You must be more concerned about being baptized of the Holy Spirit. Because if you have to go with water baptism, you've already been baptized in your mother's womb. If it has to do with water baptism, you were already baptized in your mother's womb. If it has to even do with water baptism, have you not been bathing every day? Because of you who swim, were you not submerged in the water? Don't you sometimes even try to sit underwater for two minutes to see who will come out first and not? Is that not also part of baptism? Oh, the mentality is not baptism. The mentality is swimming, so it's not baptism. But you still submerge underwater. <laughs> no, 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 no. If only you be born of water, and what your focus should be is to be baptized of the Holy Spirit. And again, I said, um, Spirits are attracted to water. Why? Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 7. Can we read it? I want to give back something first before I go to the water and the spirit aspect. I have a problem with people who speak against men of God who say, Bring water, bring handkerchief, bring pen, and let's pray for you to wear past exams. And other people are against that. I know some of you are sometimes also against that in terms of if someone say, okay, all SS students should bring their pen, let us pray over the pen and, and let them go and go and write exams and they'll pass. Most of you are against it. How would the pen make someone pass? I will explain to you. It is not wrong. Scripture. Deuteronomy 4, 7. Listen carefully. You see, spirits are attracted to things. Including the spirit of God. Huh? And one of the middle things they are attracted to is water. Water. Uh -huh. Move on, please. Deuteronomy 4, verse 7. Uh-huh. For what great nation is there? Please, listen carefully, carefully. Uh-huh. Who has a a God so near to them as the Lord our God. There is a nation that has God near to them closely. Uh huh. 
And he is unto us in all things of which we call him upon. The other day I was talking to the pastors, I was dealing with something, and I said, Do you know that God can possess this car? I gave them this scripture. Please, can we read it carefully? Can you open it? Deuteronomy 4 Can you all open it? Deuteronomy 4 verse 7. 4 verse. I want you to look at it carefully. Are you there? Deuteronomy 4 7. I want you to read it for yourself and understand this. Deuteronomy 4 verse 7. He says that what? 1, 2, let's go. Uh huh. Uh huh. As the Lord our God is what? Is it what? Is it what? Is it some things? But he is in all things, and not just in all things, upon other things that we call him upon. So, in other words, I was saying that I would teach you how to listen to a chair, to the voice of God in a chair. He says, he says that I am in all things that you call upon me upon. Take this ring for example. I can call for the spirit of God to be in this ring. That after praying upon this ring and calling for the spirit of God to be in it, and I gave it, I give it to Pastor Divine. He can begin to work in that spirit or in that anointing. Because the spirit of God is in it. You see this new? I can pray the spirit of God in this seed. And then I give it to someone to wear, and the person begins to walk in that same anointing. Why? Because of the spirit of God in it. How then will you explain that people brought Abraham handkerchief to Paul, and after Paul prays over it, they take it back to the city and that doesn't go with them but the handkerchief goes with the people and when the place they hanky upon the people it causes healing Paul did not go with them but the hanky that Paul talked went with them went with them and when he placed upon the sick it brought about healing why because the spirit of God is in it are you with me so why then will someone pray over a and give it to students who won't write exams and people are against it. Why? Why? We are not saying that this spiritual act should neglect the place of studies. No, 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 no. The students must again study, yes, fine. But yet he must also practice the spiritual activity too. If the student is going to write something that might make him defeat, the pen must be able to direct that student and make the students know that no, you are defeating cancer. <laughs> it is the work of the pen to teach the student what to write. Even in exams hall, when you are shading A, B, C, when you have objective and you don't sometimes know the answer to it, your pen can direct you on which answer to choose. For you, you might say you are doing little, but the pen knows what it is doing. For you it is not but the pen knows what it is doing. Yeah. Because the spirit of the Lord is in all things that we call him into. My goodness. So likewise, the spirit of the Lord can be in this water. If only I call upon him into it. We've seen this ministry where we've prayed over water to turn to wine. 
and he turned to wine. People tasted it, and it was wine. Why? Because it is the spirit of God that came upon it. Okay. Why are spirits attracted to water? Bible says the other day that when Jesus Christ was being baptized, then he cried out unto the Lord and he prayed. And then suddenly the heavens opened and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and said in the whole town end that hear he the, he the voice of the Lord. This is my son, obey him. Everyone went to the same water and nothing happened. But when the man prayed, something happened. Now, get it. Prayer meeting water attracts. Attracts. It has only attracted the Spirit of God. It attracts other spirits. Why will these two men, occultists, witchcraft people, when they want to perform witchcraft for someone, they tell them, let's go to the riverside at 12 a.m., 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and let's go and do this in the water. See, they will do everything for the person, and they will say that there is a last stage of going to the water. Let's go and bath you in the water. Why? Water attracts spirit. See, prayer is not you praying to God alone. Prayer is you speaking to a deity. So when these men are speaking and they are making incantation, they are equally praying. But the, the prayer they are praying upon this man and this water is to invite other spirits to come upon him with this water. Are you here? Some of the most powerful spirits, negative spirits or evil spirits come from the water. One of which, one of which is Leviathan. If you read the book of Isaiah, Leviathan is a spirit that even it, 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 it can only take the son of the Lord to come upon him. Yeah. His skin is like that of a brass, his skin is like that of a hippopotamus. Through that particular spirit, that evil spirit, nothing can pierce through that spirit except the Son of the Lord. And see what happened. You hear of tsunami, you hear of the sea, uh, people drowning in the sea, and all that. You think it's just normal? Come on! You hear of rain falling and thunder and lightning, and people are killed. You hear of flood, and you think it's just normal? Come on! Spirits are attracted to water. Then again, we see, we see, we see, we see great men of God, including myself. My goodness, we see this man, Hakabara Shatava. They stand and they see water and they speak to the water or the stretch around the water and the water parts into two. How did the water open? It carries the spirit. You know you can try it. You see, even if you don't have faith there, let you what you can do. Something small you can do with your faith. When you go to the uh, riverside or the seaside, the beach or whatever, and you see when the waves are blowing, the waves come to a particular point and they go back. And they come more forward and they go back. Sometimes it comes forward and it goes back, back, back and all that. It depends on how the waves moves. What you can do is that this is my leg. I place it here. You came here the first time, but I command you, water, don't come and cross this place anymore. Don't come closer to this place, and you will see the sea obey you. 
regardless of how heavy the waves might be, the sea or the waves can never cross your foot level. My goodness. I've tried it before, so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have done it before. I have. So, spirits are attracted to water, including the water you can bath. My goodness. <laughs> I told you that there is you can pray over the water you are going to bath and pray over the anointing of favor upon the water or pray upon the water for the spirit of excellence, the spirit of attraction to be on that water. And as you bath that water and set out in, you you will notice how you are attracted. You will notice even by the lift you will you receive. You can be a guy, you can be a lady. You will notice it. You will see it. said spirits are attracted to water and again the book of john chapter 5 let me show you again john 5 verse 4 you see don't just take water like you are taking water out my goodness if there is any sickness and you ever feel thirsty and you want to take water you could pray over the water this is the spirit of god i pray over the water that carries the spirit of god even as i take it whatever is it melts down my goodness Alright, let's go on. Uh huh, and move on to downwards. Okay, move on. Now listen, so the angel of the Lord went down at an appointed season to do what? Into the pool. Into the pool. To stir the pool. And stir up the water. Uh huh. Whoever then first, after the stirring up of the water, uh -huh. stepped in was uh -huh. cured of whatever disease with which he was afflicted. Oh my goodness. Not River Jordan or not River Nisi, whatever it is called. A pool, swimming pool. Ate, ate pool. And the Spirit of the Lord was, the Spirit of the Lord which came in an angelic form was attracted to this water. And what he came to do upon this pool was to stir it up that this water simply carried the Spirit of God such that when anyone who is sick in any way no matter the degree of your sickness the person steps foot in that water not even the whole body steps what foot in that water they receive what? healing goodness this was what was happening with a pool <laughs> the Lord was attracted to this pool such that when he stares up and he leaves, anyone who comes after him receives healing for a pool. In other words, as a Christian with the Spirit of God, when you carry water and you drink of water and you put it down and anyone comes to partake of that same water, that person cannot remain sick. Spirits are attracted to water. But you must know who you are speaking to. You have told you about prayer. So you must know who your prayer is directed to so you know the kind of spirits you are attracting. Are you here? You, you, you've seen me surrounding where I'm ministering and then I pour water on people and they begin to manifest. Water. I didn't touch them. Now, my problem is that this angel of the Lord who was bringing the spirit of God could have equally healed the whole town of their sickness. Huh? If he wanted to work out miracle, he could have healed the whole town of their sickness without even need going to any pool. 
why did the angel of the Lord have to go to a pool and stay it up for people to come there for their healing? Why? He was attracted to the water. Spirits are attracted to water. My goodness. When the Lord told me this, I said, now I understand certain things. I can't tell you more of it because even right now, some of you are still taking time to understand this. But yeah. But you see, you must get this to the point I have taught you to. That no matter whatever it is, you can still work out healing with water. And it's one of the reasons why I don't use oil. I use water. Because I know spirits are attracted to water. Even much more than oil. Yeah. Yeah. Spirits are attracted to water. Much more than oil. I hear. I hear. There was a time where the man of God wanted to go and anoint Jesse. And anoint David in the house of Jesse. And then when he went, the anointing was frozen. There is no point in the Bible when we see water getting frozen for someone to be detected. No. <laughs> anointing can get frozen, not water. No, in physical life, water can get But in terms of spirituality, it won't happen. Spirits are attracted to the water. Much more than even oil. Without even using water, it will still work. It, it will still work. Boom. But if I want a level of healing, I must add water. Yeah. Yeah. Either I bath the water before coming, or I use it here. <laughs> I, I will not minister in any way, even on Sunday, without bathing water that contains the Spirit of God. Because as we read, he said, in anything that we call upon the Spirit of the Lord to possess, it is in it. So in this matter, if I call upon the Spirit of the Lord to be in this matter, it will be in it. It, it must be in it. Are you with me? If you call upon of God to be in your glasses, it will be in it. If you call upon the spirit of God to be on your hair or in your hair, it will be in it. If you call upon the spirit of God to be in your eyes, it will be in it. See, we must be more concerned about the baptism of the spirit of God. It is the most vital thing. Because when we even have it, sometimes we don't even need water. We cannot pray without water. You know, the devil, alright, he is not omnipresent. In other words, the devil is not at different places at a time. He works with demons, alright. And now, for a, a demon cannot equally operate without the without influencing man on earth to do that thing. Okay? Now, for Satan or for of a demon one or to be influenced by a demon if someone needs to work for satan if someone needs to work for the devil he needs to be possessed by a demon number one or he needs to be influenced by a demon to do those acts likewise if you a christian you are going to please god 
If you are a Christian, you are going to work for God. If you Christians are going to do things for God to say that, well done, my good and faithful servant, then there is a need for you to be possessed by the Holy Spirit. Are you here? Because if a person is working for Satan, cannot work for Satan without an influence of a demon or without being possessed by a demon, then you as a Christian can never work for God without the influence of the Holy Spirit or being possessed by the Holy Spirit. And that's how come Jesus Christ had to meet Paul on the road to Damascus because he couldn't have distinct him from being Paul to, from being Saul to Paul just like that. He needed to encounter the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? He couldn't have distinct him for a blue and then suddenly Paul will begin to say, I'm now a Christian about but no no he needed to encounter he needed to be on fire. There are many of us who are being possessed or we are being influenced by the Holy Spirit, but we are not on fire. I said that he, he, will, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with what? Some of us have the Holy Spirit, but we are not on fire. We are not on fire. And our fire is very thin. Let the priest, you as a priest, continually put the wood in the fire day and night that your fire may not quench. It is you, your responsibility, day and night. God will not come and put your fire on for you. It is your responsibility to put your fire on day and night. Not only day, not only not only night. It is day and night. At the beginning of time and at the end of time, you must do it day and night. You must be on fire. You must be on fire. Tell neighbor, you must be on fire. Yeah. Don't only carry the Holy Spirit. Don't only carry the tag. I am a Christian without the fire. No. Don't only carry the tag. I'm a Christian, and then you can't even heal malaria. You, you, you can't even heal menstrual pains. You, are, you talk about yourself as a Christian. You can't see head pain. When you're having head pain, you go and buy medication. You went to waste pain you went and buy painkillers. And you call yourself a Christian. Where is the fire in you? You have a little problem and you are confused and you are frustrated. Where is the fire in you? You, you have a problem and you are crying. Where is the fire in you? Come on. From today, you must learn how to use water to attract the Holy Spirit. You must. I could have told you to bring water, but no. I want you to do it on your own will. When you go and try some things with water, you see, there are fetish priests who go to the riverside and they begin to invoke curses or they begin to call upon the spirit of people at the riverside, right? And they call upon the spirit and they do things and when they are done, they go. Why can't you, as a believer, also pour water down and begin to call for this? Do you know why? You see, sometimes I like to talk about this, okay? But please bear with me. I'm not against anyone. When guys want to go for money, right, and have to go from the other side, okay, they go to this man, and one of the things they do for them is the riverside. And then they tell them to bath. Even people who even want protection, all right? Oh, come on. They tell them to go and bath it. 
Why are they buffing it? Because one of the richest places on earth is the sea. And when people get drowned, they have things in the sea. When boats and ships or planes get missing, they get missing in the sea. And all those valuables, the gold, the money, and everything is in the sea. So where do you think that the devil gets those money from? From the sea! goodness and one of the things that you're supposed to even know that from uh, is it pilot movies uh, you see them going to hunt for treasures and most of them the treasures they find on the sea so they think they can get it from a treasure island yet that's what that treasure they're looking for is in the sea my goodness so most of the times the money they get at from the sea and that's how come most of them use it for anything better because it comes with a demon following the yet they do not they've not been told the whole story because you can't take something from the devil without the demon being attached to it or without any condition attached to it because before that money came into the sea someone was being sacrificed so someone again must be sacrificed to amend that one before you can be able to take it someone someone had 50 euros in their pocket before they got drunk and that money is there for you to come and take it you must sacrifice someone to come and take that money too <laughs> may god open your eyes to these things so if, if it is possible for them to stand by the riverside make them bath in water to get things how much more you Listen, you can use water for things. You can you can pour water down. I call for the spirit of God in this water. And as I call for the spirit of God in this water, I call for things. And you begin to call for things that you need, and you begin to happen. It's not to do. We have made many of these things look to do, but they are more spiritual than we think. They are for us. There is a particular place you can stand eh? and you begin to command things to happen and to happen swiftly. Let's assume this is the place. The when I stand in this place and I command things like this, it will work faster than when I stand like this and I command things. North, south, east, and west. There's a time that the Lord told Daniel, and when Daniel was praying, he turned and he opened the window. In he opened the window. In west or east, he turned and he prayed in that direction. Why did he do so? Why do you think when the Muslims are praying, they tend to a particular direction before they pray? The rising of the sun, that's what they tell you. No! It comes with answers. There's a particular place. Do you think Joshua was just standing in his talking? He ate from moving and you know, the, the sun from rotating. No! A particular place. And I will teach you on 20th of October. Divine position. Oh my goodness. It's but one thing I want you to know is that spirits are attracted to water and there is a mission and with you being and with you being a spirit being attracted to and you being one that can invoke spirit the, the spirit you should try to invoke should be the holy spirit are you here i want you to be, to be understanding I want you to, I want you to be understanding. I'm done with my preaching. 
I want you to be upstanding.